0: Every Friday night at 8 o'clock, there's this crazy thing called It's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. It's not usually sold out, though, what the fuck, why, oh my god, <laughs> guys, it's the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The show is actually sold out tonight, so you guys are going to have to be friends with your neighbors. There are 30 seats in this building. These 30 seats have been sold, we're going to have people sitting in all these 30 seats, Uh, Comedians, uh, stand in the back, sit on the ground, it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, but we do, we have we have three thirty chairs in the room. So if you paid for a chair, you get a chair. If you didn't pay for a chair, get your ass in the back room, baby. You didn't pay for a chair. People paying for chairs. There's a child in the room. Yes, we are an all ages event. No, it's okay, it's okay, we're all ages. We're not allowed to have alcohol here because the ABC came down. I learned many different laws. That's very exciting, but I'll never sniff a Snapple. That's a, that's a fun thing. You're a young, adult you're you are in junior high aren't you kind sir you are in 8th grade I used to teach, I only know this because I used to teach junior high. Uh, That's, oh yeah, I was woo, I can't believe they paid me money to hang out with junior high boys. You know what I mean? But the funny thing is, most of the junior high boys I was hanging out with now, then, are now in their 30s and they're comedians. So it's like the same, I I taught emotionally disturbed children when I was in junior high. I mean, I was not in junior high, I was 22, so I was still a child, but I was teaching emotionally disturbed children who were 10 years my younger and now they're standup comedians and now I still hang out with them. Did that make sense? All comedians are emotionally disturbed children. That's how that's working. Yay, you guys are here. Is this your child? Oh, oh my god, you have two children of differing ages. No, you don't belong to anyone. He's an alien. Okay, this one is an alien from outer space. He just got dropped by a stork. He was grown in a lab and he's here. Science is now, you guys. He was born on Instagram. Can that happen now? Like you slide into the DMs and then you have a baby? Is that how that happens? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I heard that from a child. I'm like, I just learned what DTF meant the other day. Like, I was, I used to teach college and one of my students, he was a nice student, he said, Oh, you DTF. And I was like, I don't, is that something about homework? There's no H in that. I don't understand how, whatever we, you have to sleep with your students after they're out of your class. That's like the rule of school. Anybody, no one else has, no one else has been a professor before? No? Okay, that's cool. Just me. Great. SFSU, low low standards. It's good. Uh, I still I have a I'm wearing a tuna, teenage mutant ninja turtle sweater. This is this is like hipster crack. Like this makes this makes guys in the mission be like, what's up with you? You have a comedy show. Where are we going? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> follow me, young gentlemen. <laughs> Let's skip together. <laughs> <laughs> like the. There are more rats in San Francisco than you think. You don't know they're hiding. (laughs) They're they're gross. Uh, This is BAMFDASC's Comedy Clubhouse. It's a show we do every Friday. It's very exciting that it's the festival. Uh, It's a very exciting time of year. I don't want to get political or anything, but like some dude the other week, who I guess we call our president, he said, uh, I used to not do politics, but now I do politics. Just this presidential quote, just, just quoting the president. I'm sorry, just quoting just quoting the person who runs our country, like with the second grade like, vocabulary, cool. I used to not do politics, but now, now I do politics. So now I do politics. I'm gonna do a couple jokes about politics. Language is political, am I right? All language is political. We say words, it shapes our lives. I am a female. I am a human. I am a person. We are all people I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So that's, so we can tell you how that works. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call myself. I, I don't want to call myself a feminist, but it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> it's actually spelled with an I. <laughs> it's a, I am a feminist. I can also read, she's a witch, she's a witch. <laughs> she can I can, I can read. It's a hard joke for people because they're like, Feminist, 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 feminist is this spelled with I? How is it spelled? Can you like get out the T9 on the spell check and be like, uh? I realize that the world the world is making me dumber, the computer. The future is now. Cuz I don't remember anything. My computer knows all of my passwords. I had a nervous breakdown last Friday cuz I couldn't find like five passwords because I was at a different house with the computer that had memorized the password that the thing. Remember when we used to just memorize shit? Does anyone remember their phone numbers? <laughs> remember, ah, you kids know? I remember I remember my phone. Num- I remember two phone numbers from when I was your age. One of them is eight two zero zero two nine four, which was my own area code, and the other one was four zero eight two three eight three nine seven four, which was my grandma's phone number. Who called? fucking grandma right I did I used to know her number she's dead now it's okay she was great she was a great lady she like was in the depression and taught me how to put ketchup bottles together and like be frugal and shit hide money in your closet like seriously fuck the banks keep the money in the closet that's what grandma Benjamin taught you the best thing when she died it was like a goddamn easter egg hunt we just like spelunked that house I was like there are boxes of ten thousand dollars here everywhere one for everyone because that's the taxes, she's a smart lady, $10,000 Easter eggs all over the house. What a smart lady. Miss that grandma Benjamin. She was a real feminist. Uh, you know who's not a feminist. Uh, I, I don't want to make fun of her too hard because it's too easy. But our first lady, like um, does anyone know her name? It's Melania. Melania? Melania. Milan. Does anyone know her name? Is it Melania? Yeah, I don't know because she never speaks. If she'd fucking say anything, I can't even make fun of her voice because she never fucking speaks. I don't know what she sounds like. What's her accent? She's from Slovenia or Slovakia. I don't know, but they both border hungry, and my god, she's starving, right? Like, give that girl a sandwich! Someone give that woman! She looks so pretty when she frowns. She's fucking gorgeous. It's like 3rd wife eyes down. She's, she is, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman, and I wish that she would speak. I'd love to make fun of her accent, but she never talks. Do you know that she speaks five languages? Yeah, right, talk in any language. Say some, show us on the doll where he hurt you. Like, what is it, Are you blink twice if you're okay. Like, yeah, we're gonna, we'll send the people to come help you, Melania. It's gonna be, whatever your name is. You precious, pretty lady from a foreign country. I mean, we should, like, I'm all about protecting immigrants and I say, start with the first lady. Like, is she okay? <laughs> We're all so worried about this wall. Like, what about the walls in Trump's heart? Like, come on, man. Let's break that shit down. She's a real lady. She's so good looking. Like, is she not good looking enough? You have to. Is her, her boobs aren't big enough? You have to sleep with porn stars. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like her struggle is my struggle. Like I was. So I ah look at. There's cameras. This is crazy. There's standing rooms. Oh my gosh. There are seats though. There's a seat there and um someone could lay on the piano like like a sexy like a, a Kim Passenger or something. Like just sort of lean on it and be like, Oh, this is happening here. I shouldn't I shouldn't make fun of the first lady. But I you know, I can't I don't like to say his name, you know. He, he shall not be named. That's how we work with that stuff and i and i don't want to get political but uh, knock knock feminism. feminism i can get my own fucking door thank you <laughs> it's like the I think it's a precept of feminism. I don't know how that works. I don't read as much as I claim to. Like, I think there was a thing, like some ladies read books and burned bras or something, and now we don't open doors for ourselves. We buy our own $5 coffees. Anyone have a problem with that right now? Like, $5 coffee? It doesn't have alcohol in it. Like, I go down the street. But if I'm gonna pay five dollars for something, it better have fucking alcohol in it. It's just coffee. Like, what is, what, is this a special coffee? What's it gonna make? Is it like heroin coffee? I'm gonna be super happy. Like, don't think it's have weed in it? Is it weed coffee? That's fine. Five dollars for weed coffee. I'm fucking in. But just regular old caffeine, please. I don't know what's wrong with it. It's. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's staring at something. Okay. Good. Look at that. I checked and it was a minute. Hi. Why does he have a camera? I hate cameras. I got it. No, it's okay. I got it. The thing is, this is a radio station. People kept saying, oh, are you going to Twitch it? Are you going to put it on the Twitch? Are you going to put it on that? you're going to Facebook it live. You're going to do the YouTubes. And I'm like, it's fucking radio. <laughs> like, who wants to film radio? The point is that it's radio. They're like, but it's the future. We want to like, you want to watch a podcast, you dumb fucks? Like, you listen. <laughs> It just seems so counterintuitive to me. It's just, (laughs) like, it's a radio. It's like, it's like when you go see the ballet, you don't fucking videotape the ballet, because it looks dumb. (laughs) Like, it looks, have you ever seen the ballet on a tiny screen, and you're like, look at the dumb, it's so dumb, like, what are the little things doing? Like, what are they, and like, you don't even, years and years of work and mastery reduced to, like, these tiny little pixels on a screen, you're like, that sucks. (laughs) I just, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get into it. I was going to get all philosophical, but I'm like, there's just no time. We got to sing the song. Uh, if you know how this, this is a very exciting thing. We have very, very many uh, wonderful comedians from all over the United States here tonight at Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. There's a big area of people, I'm sorry you're in the splash zone. I just launched a big piece of spit at you. I'm sorry. Like I, I totally, I swear though that I don't, I don't have anything yet. Like the, it just started. Like the, the, uh, the, the festival just started. Who knows what I could get in the next five days with no sleep. Like there's, who knows what delicious thing, My cat's got that's fun. Let's <laughs> you know when you think you've dewormed your cat and then one just wiggles out his butt on your face and you're like ah I thought I had everything under
1: control.
0: Nothing is under my control.
1: <laughs>
0: right? You pay the vet to deal with this shit, and then this little and you're like, I thought I dealt with this. Okay. If you sing a song, M-U-T-I-N-Y comedy, clubhouse comedy. Club. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I smoke I cough much left with this new vaporizer I found in a lift last night. <laughs> so good. M-U-T-I-N-Y comedy clubhouse. You wanna come inside my clubhouse? Yay! You have no choice. Um, Thank you for being here. It's very exciting. It's going to get hot in here. I'm going to take my jacket off. Uh, We have a really great lineup for you guys tonight, and I'm so excited. Your first comedian is, like, so amazing. I can't even, there were so many people this year. I'm looking at festival submissions, and I'm like, they applied to this? Like, our first comedian, I'm like, how would she deign to think that this is a thing? I was like, holy fuck, she's got her own, like, TV show, and she's amazing. She's all over the internet. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together right now. For Bama Roget!
2: What's up, San Francisco? <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Damn, what an intro. It's like, who the fuck is she talking about? She's <laughs> talking about me. It turns out I'm kind of awesome. I know. <laughs> This is so, I'm so happy to be here. Look at all of you. How are you? How are you? I ask because I know there's nowhere to live here. I just wanted to make sure you guys are good. You guys, everyone, like, you guys all indoors currently at the moment? Cool, cool. I live in Los Angeles, and, uh, there's nowhere to live there either. Um, I, uh, in fact, my building, my apartment building, I, I just found out the landlord sold it, and, which is such a shame, because this place was unfucking fucking you guys, $1,500 a month, and, um, <laughs> I shouldn't even say this here, but uh, $1,500 a a month, and that got me an entire room (laughs) to myself. I only saw a mouse one time and just uh, a couple of cucarachas the size of my face, but that's all gone now. And uh they sold it to a children's hospital, which you would think that would be sort of a quasi benevolent organization. They'd be like, you know what, take your time. But it turns out children hospitals are like, bring us your sick children, get the fuck out. Like fuck you poor people. (laughs) We need affordable housing. Get out, fucking artists. Fuck you. Can we have some health care then, please? No, goddammit, this is America. Get out. So I don't know what I'm going to do, because uh, there, there's nowhere cheaper than a $1,500. What do you guys do? I figure in San Francisco, it's like they must just sleep on each other's couches on like a rotating... <laughs> thing, and then you just take turns being the person who pretends it's their apartment. Is that kind of what you do? (laughs) kind of what you do. I moved to L.A. from Seattle, which was... And the cool thing about that is um, Seattle, like, was gone really fast. It was, like, cool, and then five years later, it was fucking unattainable. And the cool thing about going to L.A. is you don't have to worry about anybody ruining it. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's... It's just, like, the gentle certainty of being in a place that already sucks. <laughs> like, Nobody's in LA going, oh, there it goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but you know what they do in Seattle is they have these things called apodments. Oh. Do you guys know about this? If you've not heard of an apartment, let me lay it out for you. An apartment is a delightful 120 square foot apartment that you might have the pleasure of paying $1,500 a month for. Doesn't that sound ama- Doesn't that sound like a deal? Doesn't that sound like, boy, I've been uh, a contributing member of this community for 30 years, and that's what I fucking get is in a po- 120 goddamn square feet. That's what I can afford. It's just literally li- could you imagine? Like, this is our, this is the Patty Hearst floor plan here. And uh, it's got the combo, it's got the combo uh, table slash desk slash bed slash floor. <laughs> This model is 1525. We did tear down a historical building in order to build this structure directly on the ancient sacred tribal burial grounds. So, yeah. It's got the convenience of living in your car, plus the added benefit of the soul-sucking life of working at Amazon. So, I challenge you to say no to that. So, I don't know. I don't know where to live. Where do you live anymore? I was just in Kansas, um, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> it's not a place I would normally go, and quite frankly, I think that's the way they like it. But, um, plenty of room there, you know, if you're looking, and if you're thinking, well, what do people in Kansas do? I'll tell you, whatever they fucking want, <laughs> because they don't have to worry about how they're going to remain indoors. They don't have to wa- They have children like it's a normal, natural fucking thing to do. <laughs> they don't even worry about it. They're like, it's fine. We've got plenty of room indoors. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm thinking that might be a place that I could go to and ruin it for the people that currently live there. <laughs> be cool. But I had a really, you know, I'm in my 40s now, full disclosure, and uh, I think I can safely say at this point in my life, life is officially not what I thought. Um, (laughs) I kind of thought being broke was a a being in my 20s thing, and it turns out it's a failure thing. So... (laughs) So I I just recently had a really scary broke period, and I was trying to figure out what can I do for money that doesn't involve having any skills. And so I'm kind of working with this um, sort of, okay, I'm kind of working with this kind of woke prostitute idea. And it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a prostitute for the Me Too era, and so what I mean by that is I'm talking about these are prostitutes for women, all right? This is a paid worker who specializes in satisfying a woman's needs, and this is what that would look like, and hold on to your fruit baskets because this is a good fucking idea, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> What I would like to do is I would like to pay a woman to come home with me and pretend to be my mom for an hour (laughs) and not have narcissistic personality disorder. (laughs) It just means she's going to come over, she's going to spend an hour with me, I am going to pay her, and we're going to fucking talk about me. (laughs) And if she shows up, with a basket of fresh baked goods in one arm and a basket of kittens in the other, all the better. (laughs) She'll be like in her late 60s, early 70s, and then we'll just, you know, we'll watch Terms of Endearment. She'll brush my hair, I'll cry. (laughs) She won't (laughs) self-reference. She won't be an alcoholic. She won't have a boyfriend in the patriot movement. (laughs) She'll only take the pills that are prescribed for her. And I'll pay her, and that would be money well fucking spent. And imagine that world. Just imagine that world. Imagine going to the shitty hooker area of your town where you live. And there's just doughy, (laughs) like, old, just moms just pushing a basket of groceries. You know, you just roll up and roll down your window, and she'd lean in, and she'd just go, hi you look like you need a hug you go yes I do are you capable of spending an entire hour without telling me about your latest food allergy (laughs) or how your sisters never played with you I've heard that one well honey I didn't have you to fill my needs that's what she would say and I'd be like Get in, bitch. (laughs) You go with me. So, uh, yeah. So that's my, uh, that's kind of my idea. I I think it's sort of in the back. I I sort of have being a mom whore on the back burner as a job. Another thing I think would be cool. This is my other idea. And, uh, feel free to approach me with, like, some funding, you know, (laughs) offers if you want to bankroll this one. Um, I'm, I, I like the idea of, because I work for a lot of rich people, I do like just things that they don't want to do because they're too undignified, um, you know, personal assistant kind of stuff, um, but I didn't say that out loud. So, I, I kind of think, like, bringing back the Shakespearean fool, like, as a job, <laughs> You know, where a rich person would just have, a, like, a, per, a failure to just go with them everywhere, and then just whenever they're struggling, you just do something stupid, and then they feel better, and, you know, like, they'd be in a board meeting, and you'd just be there, like... <laughs> <laughs> Who's this woman? Oh, that's my fool. You, know, you need to, like secretly run everything all right well i'm really happy to be here tonight with you guys uh i'm gonna bring pam benjamin back up because um i i, I want to see what's going on back there <laughs> kept, i need to go join that party back there thank you very much let's uh, enjoy the rest of the night bomba roger everyone yes
0: I'm looking to make sure all the seats are filled because I'm like, how? We have 30 seats. Why are there people standing? It's just too many. It's crazy. <laughs> it's great. I'm really, really happy. Um, hey, uh, your next comedian, He, I got the opportunity to see him earlier tonight, and he's so funny. He has this face. It's like, I'm like, why are you not on billboards? He's, lovely. <laughs> he's a lovely human being, and he's super funny, and you guys are going to love him up so much. <laughs> Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion. For Sonny Dennis.
3: Thank you, Pam. What a sweetheart. Oh, man. What's going on, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? How are we doing tonight? Yeah. Oh, man. Isn't this such a cool place to be murdered? Right? <laughs> somewhere you go for a good old-fashioned stabbing. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm, uh, I'm really high. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> fucked with the... I'm like 80% sure there's not a person behind this curtain. So, we're going to see how the show progresses. Uh, what's going on? My name is Sonny. You guys might remember me as the bad guy from snowboarding movies. So... <laughs> hang on here. Better watch your back when you're on my mountain. Yeah, see? Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking A. Oh, man. Uh I'm on vacation right now. Uh you know what that means, right? Day drinking! Hell yeah. <sighs> Got started at two in the afternoon today. I know, not bad. Thank you. That look says everything. Um <sighs> I'm like, day drinking's like a hobby of mine, you know? It's something I'm really good at, and you can be bad at day drinking. It's, it's true, okay? You gotta be classy with your drink, okay? I've had nothing but Jack and Ginger all day, you see? Sophisticated yet fun, all right? It's also a step up from my drink when I was 19, which was Four Loco, yeah? Back in 2010, so like the original Four Loco, okay? And if you don't know what Four Loco is, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> You're living a good life, but just so that you know, Four Loco is an energy drink slash malt liquor, you know, for homeless people with places to be. Uh, it's not a good combination, okay? The, because the malt liquor has you really drunk really fast, you know, so you like are about to black out, but you have no idea because the energy has you alert and awake, you know? <laughs> So you're the life for the party and everyone thinks you're hilarious you're telling all these great jokes and then boom it's eight hours later and you're covered in shit I don't know why on the can of Four loco it says enjoy responsibly like that was an option at any point during the night what it should say is Four loco. enjoy shitting in your car but we know that's not accurate either because Four loco drinkers don't have cars yes this is true What it should say is, for loco, enjoy shitting in an ATM vestibule, all right, yeah. Too close to home, San Francisco, I get it, I get it, I get it. I I don't get blackout drunk anymore. Uh, I've realized, has anybody here ever had a good blackout drinking experience? You're a liar back there, okay? (laughs) That's not what happens. You never wake up with no memory and a hangover, and your roommate's like, you don't remember last night? You did all your laundry and folded it, and washed all the dishes in the sink, and we talked about politics for an hour in a mature way, I'm like, wow, really? And he's like, no, you shit in my car. You see, I don't get blackout drunk, but I'm pretty much buzzed all the time. That's the, uh, that's the exchange. I don't know if you guys have ever been drunk at the gym, but it's awesome, okay? I don't have bad workouts anymore. It's like a life hack or something. Everyone's like, isn't that dangerous working out when you're drunk? Not really, because I'm working out less. I just feel way better about the workout, you know? <laughs> Like in my head, I'm sprinting through the desert. His sweat glistens down my chiseled body and the Foo Fighters are playing in the sky. Someone needed the best of you! In reality, though, I'm just power walking on a treadmill drinking wine out of a Gatorade bottle. The guy next to me is like, hey, what flavor is that? I yell in his face, mountain merlot
4: blast!
3: It's a lot of fun until you throw up in the middle of Planet Fitness. Yeah. Then it's not a judgment-free zone anymore. No. I'm not good at life decisions. I don't know if you can tell that, sir. But uh, I, was a f- I was a philosophy major back when I was in college. Any, any philosophy heads in the house? All right, you're all better people than me. Um, You see, it doesn't feel like a real college class. It feels more like you hung out with a pothead for too long, you know? (laughs) My professor would say things like, this chair, does this chair actually exist? How do we know this chair is here? And I'm like, cool, this guy does not take attendance, so. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you can prove I'm not here, you know? (laughs) I'll be smoking weed in a Jeep in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, I did fail philosophy, though. That is true. (laughs) I also failed out of all of college, so... But ironically enough, philosophy was the thing that helped me in the real world, you know? Because my dad called and was like, You flunked out of school? And I had to be like, Or did I? What? (laughs) You can't be disappointed if I don't exist. But I do, and he is, so... (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, originally I was born and raised in Hawaii, and uh, three, year ago, three years ago I moved to Boston. That was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> don't do that, all right? Like being from Hawaii, I have this really weird foreign thing called a positive outlook on life, you know? <laughs> People in Boston don't like it, surprisingly, yeah. I'll be walking to work and I see my neighbor, I'm like, hey man, good morning, and he's like, I don't fucking know you. <laughs> Which is how they say aloha there. Yeah. Has anybody here ever been to Hawaii in the room? All right. Wow, way too many of you. Okay. Um, Do you guys know what the worst part about Hawaii is? Is when you went to visit there. Okay. (laughs) like we all agree tourists usually aren't fun you know those are the guys that are like excited about shit you see every day on the ride to work like oh my god it's a dolphin and a waterfall let's rent a Mustang blah but I'm like the Boston version of that without meaning to you know I'll be like whoa is that a real billboard what's Panera bread excuse me can you get a picture of me and the black guy because people don't know that about Hawaii. History of those islands, only seven black guys ever. There used to be eight, but the one guy left to become president, so... Yeah. So I'm excited to be living in Boston. There's 73 black people. I know. They do not like that joke in Boston, surprisingly. Boston's fucking weird, dude. Like, I don't understand, like, I always get the question, like, why would you move here from Hawaii? Why would you come here? Real question is, why the fuck haven't you left, Bernice? (laughs) What's so great about Tewksbury, Massachusetts? You know what I mean? It's like like everyone that lives in Boston is from Boston and they hate Boston, you know? It's like the abusive boyfriend of cities. (laughs) Bernice, you've been miserable your whole life. He treats you poorly, takes your money, almost killed you last winter. And she's like, have you seen the Celtics roster? (laughs) He fucking loves me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that took a weird turn, but it's okay. Uh, my next joke is uh, about homeless people, but I'm going to skip it because I'm in San Francisco, so... Yeah? That, that, that seems like a good idea, right? It bombed the last show, so... We're going to move right on along. Uh, did you guys know they made four Free Willy movies? <laughs> You know what you call that fourth movie? A very obtainable whale, okay? (laughs) Third movie, you keep the whale. You earned the whale, okay? There's more fish in the sea. We'll be good, it's fine. Like, I just, people have to watch the third one for there to be a fourth one, you know what I mean? I wanna know who's at home like, damn, Willie got captured again? (laughs) Oh, we gotta see if he gets free this time. Wouldn't that be better, a movie where they don't free Willy at the end, you know? <laughs> free Willy 5, The Cove! <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys fuck with Airbud? <laughs> Yeah, the lovable golden retriever with an athlete, with the soul of an athlete. Oh, man. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a series of movies in the 90s for children that was about a dog that played sports. Uh, by the fourth or fifth movie, there was no script. It was like two guys in a room like, dude, do you want to see a dog in rollerblades? <laughs> inline canine. All right. There we go. Let's do it. But the first one, it's a legit movie. It has a script. And everyone forgets how fucking weird it is. Okay? This is all real. Everything I'm about to tell you is real, okay? It starts with a boy whose dad just died in the Gulf War because it's in the 90s. So, you know, it's it's, it's okay. It's not a real person. Um... (laughs) Anyway, he moves to a new town, just wants to play basketball, you know, but he sucks at basketball. And, uh, they go to another part of the story, and there's a clown, there's like a birthday party clown in the town, and he has a dog that does tricks, but he beats the fuck out of this dog, okay? But that's what makes him good at the tricks, you know what I mean? (laughs) This is is the movie, okay? (laughs) And one day, the dog gets free and finds the kid in the woods and teaches him to play basketball and kind of becomes a father figure. I'm not making any of this up, Okay? (laughs) And then the kid joins the basketball team at school, and the dog becomes the mascot, and then one of the other kids on the team gets, like, physically abused by the coach, but then he gets better at basketball after they fire the coach, so it's like there's a theme of this movie, okay? And then it goes on, and, you know, they have a game at the end of the year, and some kid gets hurt, and they're like, oh, we only have four guys, but we got this fucking dog that plays basketball, so... And the referee's argument is, there's no rules in the rule book that say a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> Sound logic. <laughs> so this dog comes in like Allen Iverson in 2001, just breaking ankles, doing all sorts of crazy shit, okay? The kid that was playing defense on, like, I mean, you could have put a jersey in a vacuum cleaner and it could have played better D than he could. But ever, we know it's a movie of like, all right, redemption, the dog, they win, you know, and the kid and the dog are all good. But I don't see that part of the movie. I see the part of a movie where there's a boy that couldn't guard a fucking dog. <laughs> what do we do in the situation this movie has taught us? That's right, beat him, okay? <laughs> hey, you guys, this is the 90s. It was different back then, all right? Shit was different. Uh, Hey, fun fact. I just got engaged. Look at that. Yeah. Thank you. Decent, straight, white man. All right, never mind. We'll we'll move on from that. Um, Yeah, I've been with my uh, fiance for eight years. Eight years now. And I didn't realize how you have to work like a lot in relationships. I thought it's like you got the cheat codes, you're good. Play the game the rest of your life. But no. You gotta keep working and working and working. And like one of the things that she wanted to have this year was like, you know, music during the lovemaking sessions. And I didn't like that because it made me feel like I was cheap, like I was in porn. But then she said I could pick the music we fucked to. I don't know if anyone here has ever come to the Space Jam theme song before. But, uh, whoo- I took it in the overtime that's for sure come on and slam if you want to jam everybody get up it's time to slam now yeah the other thing this year was she wanted us to do role playing which i wasn't a fan i was like ooh, maybe i do an accent or a funny hat and a mustache and then no no she uh, wanted me to pretend to be a burglar who breaks into our house while she's showering and holds her down okay I know. Something we found out about role-playing this year is I'm terrible at sexual assault. (laughs) Not a bad problem to have, but... It is in my life, because I'm in love with this girl, and this is her fantasy, for whatever reason. Um, and I'm ruining it for her, you know what I mean? She's like, if you're not even going to do it, don't even bother. And I'm like, damn, at first it's the bookshelf, then I didn't make enough money, now it's the rape. Ah! You're just like your mother. Oh, man. You guys have been great. You ready for a fucking comedy festival? Oh, man. Keep it going for your host, Perry.
0: Dennis is a beast! Yay! All the way from Boston. I love all the guys from Boston. A lot of our people in the festival this year also come from Washington, like our next comedian. No, he comes from Portland, Oregon. I remember. No, now I remember because I remember seeing his video. I remember laughing so hard. The Helium Place that you guys have up there, my God, anyone from Portland, they do some great fucking videos and you have a great, great great uh club up there the helium and your next comedian his i i saw i watched it extra times just because he made me laugh so hard like honestly i loved your your next comedian so much he did he was you guys are gonna love him right now look at this full house if anybody want i mean i don't even know where people can sit you want to sit on people's laps i don't know what's gonna happen uh friends make friends sit on a friend's lap put your hands together for your next comedian everyone it's jaron george yeah.
5: Damn. Oh, yeah, so intimate, mm-hmm. look at this, it's nice. Hey, I'm Jaren George, aka Black Licorice, uh-huh. <laughs> aka Just a Slice of Kit Kat, hey just a slice, alright, sit down, just a slice, hey, just a slice, okay? <laughs> I'm so skinny, um, my friends, my friends. They won't let me hold their babies, they won't do it. No, are you kidding me? Look at this, look at this wingspan, huh? It's not, look at that, I almost could reach you. It's not safe, huh? <laughs> look at that, okay. I always thought like if, um, if my baby was born and like um, the nurse brought my baby and was just like, look, Mr. George, you wanna hold your baby? And I'm like, sure. So I rolled up my, my uh, sleeves and she's like, oh, not now, the baby's taking a nap, not now. <laughs> she saw my wrist, you guys. So what I'm trying to say is when you see your boy Jaren at the gym, huh? And the food trucks. <laughs> He'll let you know. <laughs> He's trying to hold his baby! <laughs> someone someone said I give out lousy handshakes because I'm a skinny guy. Like a uh, it's self-defense, you know? I'm a little bit flimsy with it. I'm not trying to sprain the wrist, you know? Like <laughs> Hey. Can you what do you, what do you think about that, huh? All right. Oh, okay, alright. That's honest. Wait, what's your name? Give it up for Douglas, huh? Honest Douglas. There you go. Huh? Nice applause. Um, just letting you know, it was my bit, so this applause was for me. Um, I want to put that out there. I traveled long ways for. I'm just kidding. Really, give it up for Douglas, everyone. Give it up. Come on. See, I control the situation. I need this Douglas. No more tension now. Okay, let's I'm just kidding. Uh, Man, yeah, I've been having a good day. It was a good flight, um, even though Airbnb was a little um, shaky, but I had a good day. You ever had a good day where, like, um, you you head home and you're just like, I'm going to go masturbate? And then you're just like, no, my heart is full. No. 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 I'm tired. I love that saying, because like, I look on Facebook and I have friends who are just like, I petted too many puppies. <laughs> My heart is full. I'm like, God forbid, Jenny, you pet one more puppy. <laughs> what about your son? <laughs> from your heart. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, fr- yeah I'm, I'm originally from New York City. Um, uh, most of my family is from the East Coast. I'm the first one to move to the West Coast. Um, I'm not trying to say I don't get along with my family. I'm like the black sheep of the family. Oh, the white sheep. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Um, for example, uh, my uncle will take me to Costco to help him with his bulk savings. And um, if. <laughs> if I do a good job, I got a treat for me um, heading my way. So uh, he takes me to uh, Costco's uh, Majestic Music uh, Department huh? and um, he asked me what CD I wanted. And, I, and he was giving me selections. He was like, hey, nephew, you want that one? I was like, uh, no, thank you, uncle. Um, and he's like, oh, J- you don't want Jay-Z? Oh, too much profanity. I get it. Okay. Um, how about Will Smith, huh? How huh, nephew, you want to get jiggy with Will Smith? I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> and, and with courage, I pointed out the CD I wanted. I was like, I want that one. He was like, oh, Dave Matthews band? Oh, okay.
4: (laughs) Hey,
5: he got that for me and a quiet ride home, you guys, huh? (laughs) Lasted for many years. Good value, huh? Good value. Good value. Um, I love the West Coast here. Uh, Yeah. What what, was the reason I moved? Oh yes, the weed. Um, you have uh, you have wonderful weed. There you go. Just waiting for the applause. Um, just one. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, the weed. Like in the East Coast, like um, the only thing I miss at the East Coast um with weed is like um, oh, if you have the weed for your friends, you're the fucking hero. Oh my God. You show up, you're VIP. You kidding me? I show up one time. They're just like, oh, Jaren's here. Right this way. Like they pop me a seat, and you're just like. Oh, remember, he likes the lower um, back pillow just <laughs> while he's rolling up. He, they know what I like, you know? And I come to, like, Portland, and um, everyone has weed, man. I don't feel special. Like, um, the only thing is missing is someone has, like, a piece, like, a bowl. So, like, if I have the bowl, they go, like, Oh, Jaren, finally, you're late. Come on, man. Come on, pack it up. What you got? You know, this guy Thomas so snarky with their weed. They were just like um Thomas was like, Oh we got um they were just talking about like oh my, my weed is like um it's really crystallized. Uh, what about you as Jaren? Jaren, what weed do you packing here? And then I'm just like, um, it's Sinex, it's Indica, uh um, no no sorry, it's a TV, it's a TV, you guys. I'm sorry, it's three PM in the afternoon, we got shit to do, I know. <laughs> And he was like, oh yeah, Jared, I know about Cinex, but um, how much THC, what's the percentage? And I was just like, I don't know. And I looked at the bottle, I was like, it's 18%. And he's like, oh, sorry, Jared? Uh, it's 18%! <laughs> and he was like, Jared, my dear boy, you can put that away. <laughs> um, Max here gets 30% um, of um, Durban poison. Uh, We're trying to get high, Jared, not feel all right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> no one wants the pre-game, okay, you're right. I put it away going to mess with that. Um, yes, I know you hear my voice. Um, I'm a weird-sounding black man, yes. Sometimes, yeah, I I sound like the only black kid at a Jewish summer camp, you know? Like, are you hearing this, huh? It's OK, you know? It's, it's what I live with, so. um, Hey, good news. Um, Pokemon Go, did you hear Pokemon Go is popular than Tinder, huh? Did you hear about this? Yeah! Now, now I'm not trying to brag here, but I got some Pikachus and some Charizards up for trade.
4: LADIES!
5: <laughs> Damn, it never works, okay. Meet me at the gym, okay. I told you that, yeah. Um, yeah, things like—no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I um, found someone who could trade with me, no worries. Um, <laughs> Um, But the thing is, um, uh, I'm going out with this girl, and, like, um, I'm trying to get better with dirty sex talk, you know? Like, um, uh, back in college, I tried it out. Um, I was in a racial relationship. Uh, She was white. I was black. And uh, we were getting it on. And um, she started throwing out a dirty talk on me. And um, I was like, uh, okay, let's try this out. she was like, oh, Jaron. Jaron, you're my mocha king. And I was like, okay. All right, we're warming up. All right. And she got me with, uh, yeah, Jaron, give me that chocolate cake dick, you know? I was like, okay. we're getting somewhere, okay. Start turning over, and then she was like, Jaren, and you? Like, it's my turn, you know? Like, I I, I started panicking, I was like, yeah, yeah baby, oh, t- baby, chocolate cake dick is on the way, yes. <laughs> it is, you know? And she was like, no, Jaren! No, talk dirty! Racially! To me! <laughs> so, um... So I tried it out again, I was like, yeah, baby, and here's the thing, she was like all food related, right? So I, I thought there was a theme, so I'm just like, yeah, yeah, baby, baby, <laughs> baby, you're so hot, baby, you're so hot like, like egg whites. <laughs> so uh, she sighed and dismounted off of me, and... Um, <laughs> And she went to get her clothes, and um, I, I was trying to call her back. And I was still trying. I was like, "Baby, where you go? My bowl of mashed potatoes. Where you going, huh? No, no, baby, where you go? My coconut custard pie. Ah, uh, where you going?" She hesitated on the coconut custard pie. You know, she was like, "I was hungry. huh? Look, come on. I should try that out first. The coconut custard next time. Next time. Um, I uh." A little thing, um, oh, I quit my uh, at-the-school instructor job, yeah, um, because, um, yeah, I mean, working with kids is um, is cool and all, but, like, the thing is, is, like, uh, anyone, like, Harry Potter fans? All right, there we go. Yeah, yeah, This school I work at, they take their Harry Potter too seriously, you know? I had to, like, bring it down a peg, and, um, this kid, um, Matthew, like, he picked up a twig, and he was just like, I challenge you to a duel, Mr. G, and I was like, bring it, so I pick up a twig, and I was like, all right, and then we, there's a whole crowd of kids watching us, so I was like, all right, let's go, let's do this, Matthew, and then he was just like, stupid fudge, and then I reacted, was like, oh, you got me, okay, and I was like, I smell right, and he was like, ah, and then he tripped and fell, right, I was like, Matthew, you ca- and then he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he gets up so angry, right? And his eyes just glazed over. He's just like, I got something for you, Mr. G. And then he he picks up his one, he's like, I'm fat a cadaver. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even really like we're just two spells in, man. <laughs> and yeah, like no, those unforgivable curse on me. You know, you know that one, right? And you thought I was gonna play along when you think I was gonna drop that. I was like, no, Matthew, no. <laughs> your heart didn't mean it, Matthew. Read the, did you read the books? Where's your heart in that? I hold the door for you, Matthew. <laughs> and you said good morning to me. I asked him if you were okay. And then he was just like, oh. Uh, and then he realized he forgot the rules. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. G. I, I, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, you forgot. What house are you are in? And then he was just like, Gryffindor? I'm like, Gryffindor? 100 points off Gryffindor. <laughs> Looked like a Hufflepuff to me. <laughs> Yeah. Then the principal was like, Mr. G, you can't keep taking house points away from the kids. I was like, how are they going <laughs> <How?" sighs> yeah. um, to learn? How? Oh, yeah. um, I played a cool game on my phone called uh, Puppy Farm 3. Um, <laughs> And it, I, I think I hear some fans. Okay. Um, I skipped one and two. You'll get this. Uh, f- um, a game you play... Um, you pet and you farm virtual puppies, okay? <laughs> on a virtual farm, on your phone, so convenient. They give you 15 virtual biscuits to start off with, huh? <laughs> keep them busy, keep them behaved. I ran out of the virtual biscuits. <laughs> then those in-app purchases, they're trying to get me to pay more. I was like, no, I'm a good puppy owner. I'm, I'm gonna do it without the biscuits. Um, I couldn't do it without the biscuits. Um, <laughs> They were pissing all over my virtual bedroom um, in each corner, you know, and I was getting stressed out. I was like, no, I can't, uh, I can't raise these puppies all by myself like this without the biscuits, and I don't got money for that. But then um, I was going to take off the, the game off my phone, uh, but before I did that, the game saw that I was about to do it, and there was a special that popped up, and I looked at the special, and I was like, oh, because I don't want anything to happen to my puppies, like, in the cloud, you know? <laughs> So I was like, man, yeah, this special looks like a good deal, because, like, um, so I took the special because, like, um, again, um, the special, like, uh, again, don't want anything to happen to them. So um, for the special, uh, for the $10, um, I got them put down, you guys. What? Because I didn't want anything to happen. It would be my burden, you guys. My virtual burden, huh? OK. We're on the same page, okay. Um, Yeah, this has been cool. Um, Last thing I want to say is, um, yeah, um, I'm dealing with uh, overly nice, passive-aggressive drivers in Portland. Uh, You know anyone know what I'm talking about? Like, like they, they're trying to be too nice for no reason. Like, they don't have to. Imagine trying to cross the street at 11 p.m. There's only one car. I see a Toyota Prius just quietly trying to drive by, right? And I do this move where, like, I could cross the street. There's no crosswalk, but I could walk a block, right? Let this car go, win-win situation, then I'll cross, right? This guy saw me do this move, like, I looked over, and then I saw him, and I just kept going. He, he stops suddenly, right? right? And then he flashes headlights, honk his horn, looks at me, and does this. <laughs> and I'm looking around, like, no, man, keep it going, you know? <laughs> what are you trying to play, like, progressive bingo? What are you trying to do, huh? Good Samaritan Act, 20 points, mm. And a black man. Double the points, yes. 40 more points, I get a zucchini muffin from the farmer's market. Mm. yes, yes, yes. That's how it is, yes. Anyone um, a fan of sh- uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie series? Anyone? Oh, you don't like sexiness? OK. <laughs> well, there's a new movie coming out. Um, Fifty Shades Darkest. You know what that means? You know what that fucking means?
4: <laughs> hmm.
5: That means there's more black people in the movie, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Jaren George, and I do what I want.
0: <laughs> Jaren George, everyone. Yay. Give Man, a zucchini muffin, hooray! Alright, I'm excited about your next comedian. He's also from the Northern Hinterlands. If anyone's sitting down and their butt hurts, you might want to like nod with a person who's been standing and be like a be like a hey, do you want to switch or you wanna stand? Do you wanna be nice? You don't have to, it's okay. I know. I don't know how I don't know how there's so many people in the room. It's like really kind of amazing. I did take a picture of just the audience. This is very exciting. Uh, your next comedian, he's also from the northwest, and I'm so excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Todd Kirkwood. Yes.
6: Oh, thank you, guys. I'm actually not a comic. I just want to get up on stage so I can stretch. Jesus Christ, it's packed in here. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've been standing back there, and I'm like, there's no room. I can't breathe. I'm dying. The stage looks like it's got space. Send me up there, please. Oh, my God. That's a good-looking crowd. Any Latinos in here? Fuck. Come on. Nobody? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fucking Trump family in here. Oh, my God. All right. Well, then anything I say is the goddamn truth, all right? Just take it as the truth, all right? It's fine. Oh, my God. I'm actually, all right, I'm actually only half. I'll be honest with you. My dad's Mexican. My mom is Irish descent. Super pasty. Like, if there's a fluorescent light bulb too bright, she sunburns. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're laughing. You got it. Yeah, you're like, yeah. 75 SPF? Yeah, all right, all right, we got it. So, my mom's Irish, my dad's Mexican, I identify as leprecano. All right, so just follow me. It's kind of, if you haven't heard that, I got some friends Jorge O'Malley, <laughs> Seamus Rodriguez. We get together. It's green tequila, corned beef burritos, the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? It's a good time for us right now because we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day. Between St. Patrick's Day and Cinco de Mayo is my Lent. <laughs> give up the same thing every year, sobriety, it's gonna be great, all right? <laughs> and look, I don't wanna blame my genetics for my drinking problem, but I can, so I will, all right? <laughs> and I do, I have, a be- I have a wee bit of a drinking problemo. Um, I like to call it that, it sounds cute and not dangerous at all, it's fine. <laughs> but I was, after one of these shows, drank way too much, okay, way too much. And listen, Sonny was talking about it earlier, but I drank so much, I blacked out, mm, I know. But, when I blacked in. (laughs) Now listen, I don't care what he was saying, I black out like a pro, all right? For me, blacking out is a power nap, all right? I come back stronger and drunker than before. I was out there, I come back, I just like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I rub my eyes like a three-year-old. No, what's going on? Do I get another bottle? And (laughs) sitting there, first thing I noticed, I was on the side of the road, cop lights behind me, Second thing I noticed, I was in an Uber and he was getting a ticket. Oh! Oh my God! Woo! I was so happy and still massively drunk. I popped out of the car, spiked my keys on the ground, and was like, King Kong ain't got shit on me! That's when I realized the cop was already up by the side of the car, you know? And he like wasn't even mad. His arms crossed. He's like, hey, Denzel. Mr. Training Day, you been drinking tonight? And like, look, I can't lie to cops, right? Because I respect the badge and I'm allergic to bullets. So, <laughs> he asked me and I just looked him right in the eye. And I said, 17 shots of Jameson. <laughs> Give me the breathalyzer. I'll go for the record, come on. <laughs> and he didn't know what to do with me, I was too much. So he just poured me back into the Uber. <laughs> I sent us both off with a warning. I was like, all right. So me and my driver did the only thing we could do. We went to the bar and celebrated. It was beautiful. My driver, Mark, we're friends on Facebook now. He comes to all my shows. That's how you get fans, one at a time. Oh my God, this is a beautiful looking crowd. No Latinos, but that's fine, whatever. Anyone on a date, looking at dates? Fuck, you guys are worse at crowd work. All right, make some noise if you're having sex tonight. Damn, that was some missionary sex right there that happened. Are you enjoying this? Yes, I am. Oh my God. On a Friday night, no one's here. Th- that's fine. That is actually tracks. I ask that question a lot. We're having a sex drought, 2019 sex drought, yeah. Uh, turns out women, it took like
4: 30,000
6: years of human evolution, women found out. Guys are assholes. I recently, it just, just came out, you know? Because a lot of guys never learn the basic rules of kindergarten. No means no. Uh, keep your hands to yourself. No penis at nap time. Just the basic <laughs> rules, you know? <laughs> And so sex isn't safe anymore, you know what I mean? Like, imagine, like, meeting a stranger off the internet or a bar, and then going back to a secluded room to take your clothes off. They have a show about that. It's called Naked and Afraid, all right? That's terrifying, right? So they have safe sex. I want to invate, invent safer sex. Welcome to my TED Talk. Here we go, all right? Stick with me. One-on-one, not safe. We can't be doing one-on-one anymore. From now on... Orgies. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what we're going to do. Orgies from now on. Two on two is the minimum, but I prefer five on five co-teams, okay? It's going to be great. You're going to treat them just like you do a basketball team, okay? You're going to name them. You guys could be like the San Francisco Millionaires versus the San Jose Gold Diggers or something, I don't know. (laughs) The Oakland Cholas versus the Berkeley Fuckboys. Like, I don't know what you're going to call your teams. (laughs) That's in charge of you. But imagine, imagine how amazing it would be. Five on five, treat it just like a sport. We could have a halftime where you rehydrate. (laughs) At the end, you could count up orgasms, like score. it would be like, all right, guys, you guys went five for five like you always do. Good job, I guess. (laughs) But ladies, ladies, you went 23 for five. Way to tell your partners what you needed out there. That's amazing. (laughs) Everyone gets participation awards. You did it. Beautiful. You could have chances to be really sex positive about the whole experience and be like, oh my God, Karen, your form during that Eiffel Tower was amazing. (laughs) If you don't know what an Eiffel Tower is, look it up on your phone and give me a high five. After my set, I'll be outside, okay? (laughs) Uh, Dating is tough for me. Like I said, Irish Mexican. Do you guys know how many cousins I have? (laughs) No, I mean, I'm asking because I don't know how many cousins I have. I can't go on Tinder without cross checking it with Ancestry.com. It's just too, it's too crazy for me out there. In fact, I decided to try and save time and combine the two apps, Tinder and Ancestry. I was going to call it Tincestry. And then I said Tincestry out loud. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want that dirty money. Uh, but I do, and it's the number one selling app in Alabama. Did it, boom, done, got it. Sweet Tincestry money. I actually told that joke and after the show, a woman came up to me and she's like, hey, just so you know, they have that app in Iceland because it's such a small little island, a very Inuit." I was like, oh my God. Like, what's the percentage you're allowed to be related to somebody you're about to have sex with, you know? And then somebody yelled out 69% and I was like, oh Jesus, that's a great tag, that's going in. (laughs) And then I was like, well, maybe it's based on time, you know? It's like, all right, Sven, you haven't had sex in one year. You get one cousin, Sven. You get one cousin, <laughs> and then you can move on. And I, so I asked, I said, well, what's the name of the app? And then she said, Kuzenfukin. And I was like, oh, no! <laughs> That's exactly how they're using it. <laughs> uh, I am from Seattle now. Uh, I'm actually from Southern California originally. Uh, nowhere famous, just like the Mojave Desert, Hesperia, California, anybody? Yep. Okay, we got one. That's good. If you don't know, it's a Mojave Desert. Uh, it just looks exactly like Luke Skywalker's home planet of Tatooine. <laughs> it's exactly like that. But instead of Jedi, we have meth heads and bathrobes. You can see them. You see them in the pharmacy. They try to use Jedi meth tricks on you. You're like, this isn't the pseudofed you're looking for. And you're like, all right, we can see you. Take your teeth and get out of here, you know? <laughs> but I moved up to Seattle, and Seattle's... Wild, Like, they have things, and I'm trying to explain this to the rest of the world, so stick with me on this, right? Because they're fat, they're forward thinkers. They invented Microsoft, they got Boeing, and they invented bikini baristas. Has anyone heard of this? Good. No one's heard of this. Follow me on this one, I'll I'll break it down for you. Basically, they love caffeine so much up there, and it's so rainy, and they're so sexually repressed, <laughs> that they started putting women in bikinis on little attractions on the side of the road to sell coffee. Yeah, so it's just like it sounds, right? It's a barista in a bikini locked in a tool shed on the side of the goddamn road, all right? Like, that's creepy as hell, you guys. Like, that's Silence of the lamb type shit, you know? Like, it pours the coffee or it gets the hose again. You're like, ugh. (laughs) No, right? And I'm not trying to knock the women. You know, these are strong, independent women who don't need no apron, I guess. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) But you have these guys driving to work in the morning, these sexual java johns, if you will, (laughs) heading to work and they think to themselves, first things first, I gotta see some titties. Like what? (laughs) Why would you wanna get horny and then go into work? (laughs) Like in this day and age, that's an HR violation in the making. That's terrifying. Like I got an erection one day at my work and I was like, well, today's the day I get fired, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I was like, what are you doing here, boy? I took you for a walk this morning. (laughs) Did Timmy fall down the well? What's going on, you know? It was like my junior high nightmare, and I don't have a math book to cover it up with, you know? It's the scenario I got going on. Of course, my boss just happens to be like, hey, Todd, can you come into my office real quick? And I was like, can you give me five minutes while I think about my dead grandma? (laughs) Look, I can't think about the live one, it just gets harder. Alright, it's fine. Oh, grow up, San Francisco. She's a step-grandma, alright? She's a gilf. (laughs) She got new dentures, Christmas was awkward. It's fine. Let's not worry about that. (laughs) No, Seattle's weird, though. Like, when I first moved up there, uh, I had a girl take me on a date to Taco Time. Or, do you guys know Taco Time? No, nah, it's like a Taco Bell. Don't worry about it. Just picture fast food Mexican rube. And she took me on a date there, and I was like, mmm, is this girl racist or poor? Like, I don't know about that, you know? <laughs> and then they have an item on the menu called a Mexi-fry. And I was like, a Mexi-fry? The fuck is that? Yeah, it's a tater tot. <sighs> yeah, I was like, God damn it, Northwest. You cannot sprinkle paprika on a tater tot and call it a Mexi-fry. <laughs> I was outraged about this till I had a tater tot with my burrito and my Irish side kicked in. Damn, that's delicious. That is good, good food, you know? <laughs> Can't fake that at all. Uh, I was driving around up there, I saw, um, when I was on a road trip here, I drove down here. I saw one of those Adopt-a-Highway signs, you know? And usually it's like, Highway Adopted by the Elks Club or some shit like that. This one was Highway Adopted by Taylor and Leslie. <laughs> I was like, y'all white people will adopt anything. You're out of control. (laughs) Like, I don't know anything about Taylor and Leslie, but I imagine they're vegan. Uh, They probably run marathons, and they were running out of things to annoy their friends with, you know? Like, Taylor and Leslie invite you out to their boat, and they're like, oh my God, we rescued a highway, but who rescued who? And you're like, (laughs) ah, Get me off this boat. (laughs) You know they say shit like, "Oh, you just don't understand because you don't have a highway of your of your own." You're like, "Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible." Yeah. All right. Uh, it's doing a little longer than one minute. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I screwed up recently. I'm trying to get healthier. I bought an avocado recently. <laughs> I know I'm a bad Mexican. First off, did you guys know it's not filled with guacamole? Were you aware of that? <laughs> I was fucking pissed. Like I had my chips and everything out, you know. So I bought my avocado at Target, all right? I know, <laughs> but they got that slogan, pay more, expect less, or whatever, you know? So I went in there and I messed up because I was wearing a red-colored shirt to Target. Yeah, that's on me, right? I got screwed up, I get it. So I was doing my thing and a guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, do you know where the beer's at? And I go, yeah, man, somewhere over there. <laughs> and I go back to the- I was he's like, standing there looking at me. And I was like, can I help you? And he goes, apparently not, and then stormed off. <laughs> how rude was that guy now go back to the avocados now I have an ancient Aztec technique for finding a perfect avocado all right? it's a Mexican technique that, you know, you gotta pick it up, hold it next to your ear give it a little squeeze and the ripe ones go si sí, senor so that's how you can tell All right, <laughs> take that, do what you want and now this woman there, she's a the manager there looks Latina, might be Mexican she's like hey, what are you doing? I saw you with that customer I said, well, I'm buying avocados. And she leans in and goes, hey, you know we can't shop here, right? And I forgot I was wearing a red-collared shirt. (laughs) I thought she meant Mexicans. (laughs) What? No, I went full Rosita Parks on this woman, okay? (laughs) I was like, no, no, they are not building a wall around Target. I am not getting deported back to Walmart. I refuse to go. <laughs> my mom used to shop at Walmart, want a better life for my sister and I, and we immigrated to Target, all right? <laughs> Citizens of Target now, right? She goes, oh, just calm down. Just, hey, what's the name of your manager? And I was like, am I about to be booked at Target? <laughs> and I said, Shannon, because that's my manager's name. <laughs> Apparently, there's a Shannon that works at this Target, though. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to tell Shan what happened to her. I don't care. You tell her what happened. I don't want your avocados. Anyways, I stormed off. So I think I got fired from Target, you guys. <laughs> hey, real quick, sorry about this. I uh, just found out uh, alcohol costs like $20 a shot here. So if you want to buy any merch, I have these. Season your shirts for $20. Anyways, catch me outside. I've been Todd Kirkwood. Thank you very much, Pam.
0: Todd Kirkwood from the land of Kirkland. I want to call you Todd Kirkland because you come from Washington and that's where Costco is from and they have great avocados. Did you know that avocados are going to be the new currency of California when we we secede from the union? (laughs) We're going to have... Uh, Avocados be our currency. Johnny Depp will be our president. You can all, you guys can all join California now. It's a lot of fun. We have a cash crop, it's called weed. (laughs) We're all high, all the time, and it's gonna be great. Uh, There's a list in there. I'm not sure who's next on it. There's a list. There's a, I'm a terrible, there's, it's like I couldn't get back to the room. I was like, I could try to walk by all you nice people and try to figure out who's on the list. I don't, there's a, there's a no list. Who's on the show tonight? (laughs) Jasper Wang! Oh, my God! I'm so excited about your next comedian from New York City. This is his second time here at Mutiny Radio. He's back because he had such a great time last time. You guys know him. Some of you are here to see him. You love him. Clap your hands together for Jasper Wang!
7: Woo. Hey, everybody! Thanks so much for coming out tonight. Give it up again for Pam, your host. Yeah. I was, I was gonna ask if you guys could tell that Pam was smoking weed in the back, all show, but that just really ruined that bit right now. <laughs> uh, so, fun fact about me, I was born in China, is a lie I tell when I want to make jokes about China. <laughs> no, I was born in New York, uh, I do speak a little bit of Mandarin Chinese, I have the vocabulary of maybe a ten-year-old kid in China, but not like a smart ten-year-old who knows calculus. <laughs> I have the vocabulary of a child factory worker who can only count to ten because he's worked on that many versions of the iPhone. Uh, I was born in New York, I still live in New York. Relatively speaking, good place to be a minority. Uh, I feel very lucky. In my entire adult life, I've only been called a racial slur one time. Which probably tells you I have not been doing comedy for that long. Uh, this happened in Boston, at Fenway Park from a man wearing a Kurt Schilling jersey. So for a minority, that's just wandering into the lion's den. So at the bottom of the seventh inning, the Red Sox have hit back-to-back-to-back home runs. And I am the only guy in the entire section not standing up and clapping. And after the third home run, this drunk man ten rows directly behind me, he has seen enough. So he yells out, Hey! Stand up and cheer, you fucking gook! Which caused a lot of conflicting emotions in me. Now, I was upset because he meant it to be hurtful, but that's a slur for Koreans, so I'm only upset by proxy. (laughs) And I'm mad he's implying that all Asians look alike, but I'm also impressed he could tell I was Asian just from the back of my head from 10 rows up. (laughs) That's good visual recognition, man. And by the way, that's not that common of a racial slur. So I respect that this guy has really been studying up on his racist vocabulary words. Like, I assume Boston Public Schools have a very strong curriculum in racism. <laughs> and this guy had taken some upper-level electives. Uh, the sort of racism I face day-to-day is much gentler. Uh, my fiancé is white, uh, my, a bowl of mashed potatoes. Uh... Jaren just left, goddammit. Uh, my fiancé is white, and for whatever reason, people just never think that we're together. Like, we'll walk into a restaurant, and the host will say, Oh, good evening. Can I offer you a table for one and another table for one? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, miss. Did you want to sit with your SAT tutor? (laughs) Your dermatologist? I'm sorry, I just don't really know what this relationship is. It's a lot worse in foreign countries. Uh, We were in Europe last summer, and at a bar, a very drunk woman tapped my fiance on the shoulder and said, uh, your boyfriend, he is how you say... (laughs) Which, lady, you didn't even how you say, say anything there. (laughs) By the way, that's a terrible conversation starter. It's just a statement of fact. The sky is blue. This man is Asian. If you're going to be racist, have a point of view about it. Uh, My fiancé and I get into one argument, which is, uh, should we have children with hyphenated last names? And she hates this idea, says it sounds pretentious, but for me, I think a lot of people find Asian last names to be boring. And so, pretentious is a lot better than boring. Like, if I told you someone was coming in to interview for a job at your office today, and her name is Sarah Wang, A lot of people, they have an idea of Sarah Wang in their heads. They went to high school with a Sarah Wang. She played the clarinet, did academic decathlon. She hung out mostly with other Asian girls, some of whom were also named Sarah Wang. She went to Rutgers to study to be a pharmacist. Sorry, is there a West Coast UCSF? She went to UCSF to study to be a pharmacist. What you doing here? We're not a pharmacy. But if I told you her name was... Sarah Wang Leibowitz. <laughs> she sounds exotic. You would believe anything about Sarah Wang Leibowitz. Both her parents were the anthropologists, so she grew up among the gorillas. She was a ballerina in Paris. At age 13, she started doing cocaine. Age 15, went to rehab, got clean. Sarah Wang Leibowitz. she could be interviewing to be CEO today. You don't know. It's 2019, a woman can be CEO. If she's at least 50% white, though. <laughs> uh, and if we have kids with hyphenated last names, it's more likely they can hang out with Mark Zuckerberg's kids. Wang Liebowitz's, Chan Zuckerberg's. Mark Zuckerberg, that guy is a better Chinese person than I will ever be. <laughs> There are Chinese mothers across America who would much rather have him as a son than whatever shitty underachievers they have. (laughs) Think about it. He went to Harvard. He studied computer science. He married a Chinese woman. He takes Chinese language lessons as an adult. (laughs) He undermined American democracy so China could emerge as the world's one remaining superpower. (laughs) He's doing a ton for the Chinese. Uh, fucking Facebook. Uh, my fiance uh, does not have a Facebook account. We've we've moved from the race stuff to the fiance stuff. In case you wanted some, just signposts of where we're going. Uh, my fiance does not have a Facebook account, and she does not even like it when I post things about us on social media. So what that means is, I must have Facebook friends who I have not seen since middle school, and they think I made up another fake girlfriend. I also met this one at sleepaway camp. Uh, When we got engaged, I went to go update my Facebook relationship status, uh, but I didn't have a profile to link to, and I wasn't allowed to post a photo. So, my Facebook just says, Jasper is engaged, period. (laughs) You can finish that sentence however you want. Jasper is engaged in his work. Jasper is engaged politically. (laughs) Jasper is engaged in a sword fight to the death. It's all true. (laughs) Uh, Now that we're engaged, it's time to plan a wedding. And weddings are these wonderful opportunities to bring together your closest friends and family so they can talk shit about your wedding. (laughs) I did not know what the word tacky meant until I started going to weddings. And then I understood it's a word you can use to describe every noun at a wedding. Tackiness is in the eye of the beholder. Um, And there might be some people here who I've been to their weddings. Rest assured, not your weddings. Other people's weddings. And weddings, they're the only big life event where people feel totally comfortable being judgmental assholes all throughout it. Like, nobody's ever walked out of a funeral and gone, did you guys see how gaudy that casket was? And I cannot believe the mother of the widow was also wearing black. Some people just have no class, even when they're dead. Uh, It's 2019. Uh, Men should be doing their fair share of wedding plannings. Hashtag, me too. Um, But we are not. Uh, Last year, I went to a... uh, I was a groomsman in a wedding. And ten days before the wedding, I asked the groom, Hey, are we gonna have to do that thing where they, like, introduce the wedding party and we have to dance out onto the dance floor? And he said, and I quote, Nah, dude. That shit is corny. (laughs) Ten days later, I am dancing out onto the dance floor <laughs> to the sounds of who let the dogs out. <laughs> this guy thought he could nix major wedding decisions. He couldn't even nix the Baja men. <laughs> my fiance, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do my wife's crazy jokes because she's not and I love her and she's sitting right there so that would be awkward. <laughs> but let me tell you one little crazy thing that she, she does sometimes. <laughs> Uh, we'll turn off the light, get into bed, get ready for bed. I am halfway asleep. And she'll say, I have a question. (laughs) You can just ask your question, there's only two of us here. (laughs) I'm not your high school English teacher, I don't have to, like, acknowledge you before you start talking. Okay, my question is, would you be sad if I died? (laughs) The sexiest pillow talk. (laughs) Yes, of course I would be sad if you died. That's good. I have a follow-up question. If I died, how long would you wait before you started dating again? Now, you guys recognize the trap because you're smarter people than I am. But the first time she asked me that, I answered earnestly. I said, I don't know, like 18 months, something like that. And she was not happy. Wow, 18 months. Really? Okay. Wow, 18 months. Now at this point, I know I have gotten the answer wrong. But I have no idea if I am even close to the right answer. I felt like the dumb kid in school where you say something and everybody else reacts like you're an idiot, but you're not even sure what direction you're wrong in. Hey, how many U.S. presidents have there been? I don't know, like a hundred? What, are you serious? Uh, Sorry, like 500? (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me what the right answer is so I can go back to sleep. (laughs) Thanks everybody!
0: for him and his beautiful bride. Very exciting. Which one is the bride? You? <laughs> Yay! Congratulations! Hey yeah, I'm giving you the eye out there, Andy Picaro. He er, your next comics, he's up next and he's outside because it's very full in here and he's yell yell, say Andy Picaro. Say Andy Picaro. Andy Andy, but there we go. You're next comedian. I'm really excited because this is his third time back here at the festival. He's awesome. Um, I met him years ago up at a festival in Washington, and he came from Pennsylvania, and now he lives in L.A., and he's going to be famous someday, so you guys are going to be like, I remember when I saw him in that room at Muni Radio because he's going to have one of those Netflix specials or something. You're, yeah, Of course you are. He's so funny. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. For Andy Picaro. <laughs>
8: I, didn't, I thought the last show was still going, so I was just bullshitting outside. There's a puppy out there and stuff, so, you know. You know how it goes. What's going on? I love, I, yeah, she's right. I'm from Pennsylvania. I live in L.A. now. I'm still getting used to the West Coast thing. I've been here for, like, two years. I still can't. Like, your homeless are just really rude here. They're really rude. In New York, I like the homeless. They were, like, part of the block. You knew them. They're almost like block security guards. Like, if something was wrong on the block, they took care of it. I knew their names. I kind of knew their stories and stuff. And in L.A., I hate every guy at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> I hate every single one. Because in New York, it was somebody who used to live in a building nearby. And they fell on rough times and they want to get back in it. And in L.A., it's everybody's worst uncle just got on a bus. <laughs> and just didn't get off till they got there. It's terrible. And people, and people charge rocks in L.A. Anybody know anybody who charges rocks? for energy. I got a friend that charges gemstones in her backyard, because she said it gives her energy. (laughs) Why wouldn't you just fucking go to Arizona and pick up a few rocks there? They're the most powerful rocks on earth then, aren't they? (laughs) And then she's like, no, you don't make fun of me, you don't get it. I take it because I don't want to take Prozac for my depression. I was like, people take Prozac so they don't go outside and charge rocks. That's why you do it. (laughs) You do it so you don't go outside on your hands and knees like, this one's ready. That's got to be a new thing, by the way. Like I don't remember like growing up and going over a friend's house and like, hey, don't lean your bike over that piece of quartz. My dad has a big meeting tomorrow. Okay? He's really, he needs that charge. Oh, no. I don't want to make fun of anybody's thing. If you charge rocks, that's fine. I own cats, so it's just as weird. It's really just it's, it misses in, in, a, in a different direction, but same thing. Now, I try and be, you know, more, like, alert to things. Like, I'm not real political. I know that because every political argument I've ever had ends with me going, I don't know, maybe you're right. Can we... Can we stop? I did not read about this. I didn't read about this, and now we're talking about it. Like, I lost a fight to a flat earther. (laughs) He killed me in it. Like, it wasn't a real fight. I would have lost that, too. But it was just a normal argument, and he crushed me. He was like, the earth is flat. I'm like, no, it's not, dummy. He's like, prove that it's round. Couldn't, couldn't do it. I couldn't even tell him why I believed it was round. I couldn't at all. I've never gone to the equator and done that math. Has anybody ever done that? Just like oh, look at the sun, like, ah, oh, it seems, I don't know why. I just believe the charismatic black dude on Nova. He said it was round. I believe him. I like him. Boom. It's round to me. No, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not woke. I'm awake. <laughs> like, I'm up. <laughs> like, I'm groggy, and I see what's going on. But I'm not, like, you know. You know, like, people we like, why'd you vote for Hillary Clinton? Because I was supposed to. <laughs> All my friends said to, so I did it. I don't know, Anderson Cooper thought it was a good idea, so I hopped on. I don't know why I did it. I just did what I thought I was supposed to do. I think I would have voted for Trump if he was running for Uncle of the United States, though. (laughs) Right? Doesn't that seem like an appropriate title for him? If he was Uncle of the United... It makes sense, because all of our uncles are kind of like him, and they're not billionaires. It's just, you know... They don't have helicopters. (laughs) Now, I, um... I, uh... I didn't know what I was going to do next, so I was just going to pretend like I did. I, um... I, I do have cats, and I know I mentioned that earlier. You know what sucks is that my one cat passed away, and I'll never know how much he loved me because cats love you like people love their step parents. You know what I mean? It's not you're okay being in the same house, and you want to you know invite them to dinner, but after that it's kind of over. You know what I mean? That's why. <laughs> like I wanted to plan a last day for my cat because I knew he was dying, and I saw a guy did that with his Yorkie, and I'm like, oh, I'll do that. But like he took his Yorkie to the park. <laughs> And they, like, w- chase ducks and stuff. W- what do you do with a cat? It's like, all right, just lay on the floor indifferent to me. It's your day, buddy. You know, whatever you want. Just slightly look away from me. Don't pay attention. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's weird. It's, it, he, had, he had kitty disease, so I was, like, a cat nurse for, like, like, three or four years. I had to water the cat every night at 7 p.m. <laughs> I had to. You're laughing too hard, sir. Thank you for. Do you have to laugh with me here? Don't be mean. By the way, you have the coolest parents in the world. The fact that you're here, they're just really cool. You're on the right track, bud. No, but there you go. Oh, dude, look at him. He just looks cool. Damn, that's awesome. Your dad's like in the white stripes or some shit. That's cool, dude. No, but when my cat died, my, my, all my friends were like, "Oh man, are you sad?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course I'm sad." But it's like, you know, it's kind of like when your mom dies. I can travel now, you know. <laughs> I don't gotta water the cat at seven. I don't. I can. I can be. I can go around. My mom's still alive. <laughs> she's still alive. She is. She is. But I worry because she's sixty, so I got like another fifteen years of her being a person, you know. Because once you turn seventy-five, you're just a house cat that can use the phone. Let's face, Max. Her neck's all craned weird. Uh. People want, they're they're like, Andy, you should go to the gym. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Because, like, look look at me. First of all, men, men lose their, like, edge, like, really early. Like, your grandma is probably still pretty sharp. And she probably was when she died. Like, you know, your grandma probably knows what dress she wore to the bank in the 40s. If your grandpa still knows the color of his car, you're like, Grandpa's pretty sharp, huh? Look at him. He must be doing crosswords. Right? Like, I know best case scenario for me is like still being with it at like 56, you know what I mean? That's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be one of the old ones. And my friends are like, oh, dude, Andy, if you go to the gym, you feel great. If you go to the gym, you feel wonderful. You know what feels wonderful? Never going to the gym. I feel great every day. My friends, they wake up, they're like, my glutes hurt. I'm like, I don't even know what those are. I have no idea what those are. I've never heard of those. That sounds stupid that you have them. But no, I, I you know, I try. I want to start like walking, and I live in LA, and no one is ever walking in LA. Like, if you're on a sidewalk in LA, you live there or you're changing a tire. Those are the only two reasons. And so it's like, you know, you start a light jog in L.A. You're just a fat guy running down the sidewalk. Everyone just looks at you like, that's a problem. That's not good. He's running from something. And he just started. He's just started that trot today. He didn't do that yesterday. He's brand new with this. Oh, man, you guys are a lot of fun. I didn't even know I was going to come up right then. I was just outside smoking a cigarette. And they're like, Andy, you're next. It's like, that just figures. <laughs> I, um... I, uh, I got called racist recently, which, you know, I'm a weird-looking white guy, so that's dangerous for me to get called racist, you know what I mean? Because especially when I'm not being racist. So when I am, I understand it. <laughs> but when I'm not, be- the other day I had, I had admitted that I'd never dated a black girl. And my one buddy right away, he goes, that's racist. It was like, really? You think it's me that doesn't want to do that? <laughs> you think? <laughs> think it's me? <laughs> think i just been turning down black girls for 30 fucking years? Like, nah, not my type. No, I like them a lot. They've never liked me at all. Not even a little bit. I don't like using they in that context, but I know. I've had empirical evidence. And just think about it. How many of your black girlfriends have a boyfriend that looks just like me? (laughs) They don't. (laughs) you know. Fuck it. A black guy who has a boyfriend that looks just like me. He doesn't. That doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. Black people don't like people who look like Roseanne Barr. They don't like it, <laughs> and for good reason. Let's face it. Let's face facts. Uh, but now my uncle, he's he's somebody who was like pretend upset when Roseanne got fired. I was like that's not right. She just was voicing her opinions. It's like she works for Disney. Do you think people who work for Disney can just tweet whatever the hell they want? <laughs> If you fucking were serving churros at Disneyland, you would have gotten fired for tweeting that. She had a TV show. I'm just going to get fired. And then he literally laid on to me about how he's like, well, everybody gets a parade now. How come straight white men don't get a parade? It's like, first of all, is there anything more feminine than asking when's your parade? <laughs> like, are you serious? Did you just ask that? When's your parade, really? It's like, dude, you're a straight white guy. Your parade is Monday morning when you walk to work. If I can enjoy it, look around. Take some pictures. There's your parade. <laughs> uh, now I um I I, re- I really do need to read more. I guess is what this all comes down to. <laughs> Man, I didn't have time to take off my jacket, and it's hot, and I won't do it because then my shirt will lift up, and you guys don't want to see that. <laughs> so, no reason for that to happen in here, frankly. <laughs> No, I, um, I do want to have kids. Anybody here have kids uh, besides you guys? You guys have, you have the kids? You got kids back there? Very polite. Oh, he, I know. He, he established that, bud. No, but thank you. Thanks for coming out, dude. That's not, How How old are you? 13. 13. I like how your, your leg is up. How much confidence have you given this kid in his life? That's awesome. It's not a bad thing. Put your leg back up. There you go, buddy. I love that. He's sitting there like he's 32 smoking a cigarette. You know what I mean? That's the way he's sitting, and I love it. I, he's a good kid. Oh, this, we're in California. Cigarettes are terrible. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Don't do them. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I, I just, like, I, like five minutes ago, I lit a cigarette before I took my Uber here, and the people next to me looked at me like I just tipped over a stroller. They are like, seriously? Come on. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> No, I, um, I do want to have kids someday. I don't, I don't think I'm responsible. The number one reason I think I'm not ready to have kids is because whenever me and my girlfriend have a pregnancy scare, that's, uh, that's what we call it. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a scare. If not a pregnancy. Maybe we'll be happy forever. We don't say that. We're just two people terrified in a Rite Aid. That's all we are. <laughs> No, but I think before I have kids, I think I want to have a stepkid first. Right? A little stepper get you on your way. Right? Because a kids like having a rental car. You don't want to fuck it up. But if you do, you know, it's not really your problem. Right? Like a stepdad's all the fun stuff. It's like, oh, your girlfriend's pregnant? Talk to your father. You're looking for the weekend guy. No, I think before I have a real flesh-and-blood kid, I think I want to be able to design my kid on a computer. Right? Because I want to have a daughter that looks just like me. Anybody in here have an attractive daughter? What happens? You just worry your whole life. And then you die and hope other people worry. That's what you do. But if your daughter looks just like me, how much would you really worry? Right? Like your daughter looked just like me and she wanted to go to Aruba for spring break. She's coming back. <laughs> You're gonna see her again. All right, guys, thank you so much. For the first show of the weekend. Thank you, Pam, for having
0: me. Yay! He's coming back from Aruba. Uh your next comedian, he hails from the Northwest, but he's been all over the country. I heard him on a podcast today, and he's hilarious. You're gonna love him. Put your hands together for Sean Riccio.
9: Hello. Good evening, humans and gentlefolk. I have been all over the country avoiding the authorities and my debts. How are you doing? Yes. Hi. I, too, went to college and can't afford it like you. What's up, San Francisco? Uh, (laughs) uh, I've been dating a lot recently. Yes, I've been dating human women against all odds. Believe in yourself your dreams can come true, too. Uh, I love it. It's super fun I love paying for two dinners, but only getting to eat one of them (laughs) Yeah, in this economy in these troubled times, that makes you feel good. You feel like a provider when you can do that. Uh, I've I've been dating uh, I've been dating this lady for a while, and uh, I'm from I'm from Seattle. That's where I'm based out of right now. But I'm originally I was born and bred in the East Coast. All my family is from like Boston and New York. And my girlfriend, she is like a Seattle person. She is like lived there all of her life, and she's a hippy dippy kindergarten teacher. So like we communicate very differently like I'm very direct and abrupt and brusque and a couple weeks ago she was telling me about something some incident that happened at her hippy-dippy kindergarten workplace and the way she described it was this is a verbatim quote somebody said something to someone else and there were some bad feelings <laughs> And I'm like, "Uh, honey, I love you, but like we are going to have to add at least like three more nouns to that sentence. You know, verb structures Give me something, you could be describing a building That was so general, like What happened, and of course What happened is, what happens in any Workplace where there is a woman uh, Her boss, who was a guy Was incompetent and negligent And now it's her fucking problem Yeah, remember that part of the set at the beginning Where I was making fun of my girlfriend That was capital, and we're gonna spend it This is a TED talk, buckle up (laughs) No, because I I consider myself a feminist because I subscribe to the radical idea that women are also people. And I don't know if you've been, like, outside in America, but that's, like, some people have a hard time grabbing that one. And I come by it honest, you gotta understand, because I come from, like, a deeply matriarchal family. Like, my family, we're all Irish-Italian Catholics, so, like, my grandmother who raised me was the fifth daughter of six daughters who all raised, like, three daughters apiece... And then they all had two daughters, and now my generation, they're all having their kids, and guess who they are? What? I'm, there's like five men in my family, and we are all fucking morons. Like, just great like, dunces, beautiful minds. Like, I can't imagine. That's what shocked me when I got out into the real world and discovered that apparently men run Everything. What? How do you get anything done in the day? How is everything not covered in jizz? Cause like I'm thinking the spaces in the houses that I live were like you're the one dude. Like you're just you're just trying to find any space. Like I need the bathroom for like five minutes. Come on, like nothing. Okay. <laughs> Everybody else had ample privacy, I guess. And, uh, and also, like, this is this the this is the thing that was really fucking crazy about it. Like, I grew up with my mom, my grandma, my brother, who was the same age as me, and basically like no other dudes in our family. So when we turned fourteen and we had to learn how to shave, we had to ask my fucking grandma. Grandma, how do you, how do you like shave because my face is kind of itchy <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I don't I don't fucking uh. is it like shaving your legs Oh, uh, maybe <laughs> No, no, cause you—you you might not have to fill me in on that. Ah, it's probably like that, and that was fucking it. <laughs> That's all we got for four years until I finally went to college and met another guy and was living with him. And I'm like, hey, what are your face is? Your face is smooth. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just. But yeah, women in the workplace dealing with men. Like my fucking, I feel bad. I feel really bad because like. Yeah. <sighs> You also don't get to relax if you're in that situation. Like, I dated a a woman a few years ago who was, like, a genius. Like, when I say a genius, you got to understand, I'm not, like, hyperbolizing. Like, oh, she did Sudoku, and she was really good at it. She worked at Google doing AI development. She basically made robots that tested other dumber robots. She's smarter than me. She's smarter than you. She's smarter than everybody else in this room, and all she wanted to do when she got home from her eight hours a day, like, harvesting code, what, however they do it, I don't know, like, <laughs> they, the, the, they rub the fleam on the plumbus and now there's code. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can check your email Magic, whatever Like the mo- Making modern civilization go Like holding up the pillars of society All she wanted to do was watch Bridezilla Like just trash TV Like the dumber the better Like anything I was like we could watch like a documentary Or like Star Trek or something And she's like Snoop Dogg paints a house badly there's three seasons? Let's get it. I ordered it all on Amazon. <laughs> the DVDs are coming, because this was a while ago. You couldn't stream yet. You still had to buy DVDs. It was the dark times. Ah, <laughs> oh, were we ever so stupid. Uh, I'm actually, I'm in, I'm in like a, a few steady relationships now, because I'm uh, poly, which is how we say uh, in English, a huge slut. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's great. Uh <laughs> Right? I mean, what what would I, what, what if I said like it's awful? Oh god. There's so many people who love me. Ugh. What a nightmare. No. <laughs> um I, here's the, I'll let you, let, let you behind the curtain a little bit into the magic. I mixed up my set a bit, and now I'm trying to remember how we actually ramp up into this joke without the setup I used earlier, and we do it by saying this. I even, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, date a, I, I was dating a lot, I still do date a lot, and it's, it's difficult, but not for the reasons you might be thinking after listening to me for so long. And you, because you're thinking to yourself, Sean, how could you have a hard time dating? You're a 30-year-old ex-call center jockey with a philosophy degree, no car, and an encyclopedic knowledge of the original Star Wars trilogy. You should be drowning in pussy. Right? Thirteen-year-old child, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But no, no, that's not how it goes. Strange masculine voice in the back of my head that I can never seem to get to shut up, no matter how much I drink or smoke. Uh, no, that's not how it goes. Uh, I have a hard time dating. It's not for the reasons you think. It's not because I am a garbage can on fire that walks like a man. (laughs) It's not because I'm the human equivalent of a failed state. (laughs) Oh, good, you guys read the papers. I don't have to slow down. (laughs) I'll I'll will speak faster. No, <laughs> uh, no, I I have a hard time dating because I'm into like really aggressive dominant women, and that's just a group of people we don't make a lot of in Western society, right? Up top patriarchy, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did not He did not dismiss the fist bump. Questionable. Uh, no, yeah, just keep pressing down on that glass ceiling so that there's only that one lady on OkCupid okay with, like, a picture of a cricket bat in her profile, menacing. And I'm just like, oh, uh, hey, are you still dating that asshole? Because I'm out here trying to get it to work. This is me clicking the email button on OkCupid. Okay <laughs> clicking the email button, because I'm apparently 73 goddamn years old. Uh... <laughs> And I, it, like it that's, that makes dating difficult like because you got to understand like when i say aggressive and dominant i mean like really i essentially want a gay leather daddy who ovulates that's my ideal sexual partner san francisco you know what i'm talking about i want sex to be like a wrestling match that i lost <laughs> i want sex to be like a mugging that went badly <laughs> like statistics and dental records badly. I want sex to be like a deleted scene from American Psycho. Yeah, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Tarps. We need to get some tarps in this place. I wanted the apartment with the hardwood, but you said, no, I like the carpeting. Every time. Every time we get an apartment, me and this imaginary girlfriend that I made up for this joke like five years ago. no I'm actually I have I have a for real partner now she is not someone from Canada that I met at summer camp uh uh and she's here with me and like this is the thing like like our arguments are just weird like it it's complicated once you find a person like that it's also just weird then I can't I can't like share it with anybody there's no like commiseration with other comedians before a show like they're all vetching about their wives their girlfriends their boyfriends and it's always stuff like oh my girlfriend her feet are always cold, she's always occupying physical space, whatever. Whatever normal cisgendered heterosexual guys complain about in relationships, I don't know, because my complaints are always like, this ball gag is way too big. <laughs> oh, oh this can in my mouth, are you looking at the measurements before you buy this thing? Hey, I left the. I, I I think I left my dog bowl at your apartment. Can I can I get it back when I when I come over? No, you left it. You apparently don't care about it. That was a gift. Yeah, it was my birthday gift. I want that back. I gave it to the dog. Don't don't give my dog bowl to the actual dog. That's hurtful, but not like the fun hurtful. <laughs> oh, come on. Why did you buy the cheap maid's uniform? Don't I want to feel pretty every once in a while? <laughs> it's on my Amazon wish list. You had better buy it because I, on these wages? Are you kidding? I'm a semi-professional comedian. Do you know what that means, sir? Do you know what that means? That means I make dozens of dollars a year doing this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have been great. Give it up for the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Give it up for your Pam Benjamin. Good night.
4: <laughs>
0: Look at that, all right. Yay! Sean Riccio, yay! You guys are troopers. We have one comic left in this amazing show tonight. Uh, He is lovely. Before before we get to him, I just want to say one thing about Sean. Uh, With the tinder, you know, some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. What the fuck are you guys doing with these dumb apps? Like go to the bar and meet people, you weirdos. Like what is the fuck's going on? You know what I'm talking about. That's how we used to meet men, right? You just go to the bar. I don't get it. Dating so hard. I'm like, do you not go to bars? Like what are you? Why do you live in San Francisco? Like there's a bar in every corner for a reason. Uh, your neck your last comedian of the night, he. I got to see him earlier today in you they very, very funny. And he has a voice for radio, let me tell you. He has a face for it, too. No, he's a lovely... He's actually very pretty. He's a pretty, he's a pretty young man, um, hailing from Washington. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Andrew Murphy.
10: Yeah, damn straight, I'm good looking. All right, all right. Yeah, I am from Seattle. I came all the way down here for this. It's pretty fun. I like this town. It's all right. Sorry, right. I went to go see Alcatraz, which I had not... Seen. Alcatraz is surprisingly pleasant for a government fortress that got turned into a prison colony. <laughs> like, it's surprisingly nice out there. While I was out there, the, uh, the nice park ranger was telling me, he was like, yeah, these are Western black crowned seagulls, and uh, they mate for life. I was like, that's interesting. Are, like, is that true? Do seagulls mate for life, or can we just not tell seagulls apart? <laughs> you know, because if seagulls' mating policy is anything like their French fries in the dumpsters policy, <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to assume the seagulls fuck. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry, I have to come up on stage here tonight with a set list, actually. I've been away from stand-up for a while. I've, uh, I booked, uh, my first TV thing, which is very exciting, very, yeah, yeah. I got, I got booked as one of the hosts of Straight Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah. It's a show where I just go to other dudes' houses, and I'm like, there's a cool pool table, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude, it's like I live in a bar, dude, Yeah. And then we just drink and talk about how we would have done the Bin Laden raid different. You know? I would have gone in through the window, got him in the back, you know? Yeah. You gotta talk to people you don't like, you know? You gotta talk... You gotta meet new people. That's the important thing. That's why I travel and do these comedy festivals. Like, the other day, I was talking with a guy who's pro-life, and he was dropping some pro-life knowledge on me, and I don't know if you guys know this, but this is actually true. Do you guys know that at 16 weeks, the fetus has developed everything it needs to dunk? <laughs> and I don't know. And you gotta respect that, because, you know... Because for some people, life just begins at the rim, you know? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's, uh... How you guys liking Trump, huh? How we feeling on him here, huh? Boo. Low, low average. Low average, I'm sensing on the... I do gotta say, like, I don't like the guy, but people, a lot of the things people say about him really drive me crazy. Whenever people are like, there's nothing Trump could do that would surprise me anymore, I'm like, I don't know, I could think of a few things. <laughs> yeah. Like, if Trump could dunk, I'd be pretty surprised. <laughs> Or even like a strong alley-oop. I'd be like, oh, all right. Or like if Trump was gay, that'd be pretty, you know, if he was like, I did it, I'm gay, I'm the best at being gay, I sucked Elton John's dick like a million times. <laughs> this doesn't change how I feel about other minorities. I'd be like, all right, all right. Or if he dunked while gay, <laughs> he's jumped up and like bit a dick on the rim and put the ball in a butt (laughs) that joke's relatively new don't like look my jokes are like my babies some of them are fucking dumb and they're not all gonna make it so all right all right yeah but uh yeah I don't know, yeah, I do have a voice for radio, though. This is going out live on the radio, right? Yeah, I got a great radio. I would love to work in the radio. The radio, the most thriving of the media right now. I would love to work for a classic rock radio station. You're like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to 92.3 KQ, KLA, The Ka Kla. All right, we're coming at you live from On Top of the Hill. We're going to be giving away tickets to see Asia playing in Boston. Boston playing in Asia. And Blazia, the first all Asian Boston tribute band. They are all Japanese except for the drummer, who is Thai. All right, and we're going to be playing some Beatles, some Stones, some Kinks, some The Who, and other lost gems of the rock revolution. Just kidding, Hotel California on a loop until I am dead, you motherfuckers! Oh, man. Nah, but you can't, you know, I could probably, I could work at like a cool radio station like this one. You guys got like cool alt radio stations in town here? Like college radio stations like this one where you just do like, hey, yeah, like this one. We're like, hey, you're listening to Mutiny Radio. My name's DJ Inside Joke. Like, whatever, I don't even need this job. (laughs) We were just playing the newest track by... That's off the newest compilation record by Records. (laughs) Next up, we're gonna be having an in-studio session from some coked-out vegan Brooklyn indie darling who did, (laughs) who found just the right amount of reverb to make people think his haircut's not stupid. (laughs) And we got some very exciting news. Surviving members of Oingo Boingo, Chumbawamba, Incubus, and Hoobastank have formed a supergroup. It's called Oingo Wumba Hoobubus. And they're going to be headlining Lollapalooza. (laughs) Yeah. Man. Any of you guys got health (laughs) care? I one day hope to also have health care. I do not, this, this. Uh, they didn't give me my, my tax paperwork when I agreed to do this festival here, so I don't know what my billing status for this year is gonna be. Oh no, man. If I ever get health insurance, I'm gonna go nuts. Oh man, I'm gonna live in a CAT scan machine. You won't be able to get me out. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna have like experimental therapy. I'm not even that fucked up, but I'm gonna be like getting prescription ecstasy and shit. Going to weird Swiss doctors that make me fight a guy who look like my dad or something. It's gonna be I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold a the Bachelor with doctors. I'm gonna have like 20 doctors. I'm gonna be like, Doctor Smith, you prescribed me Vicodin very quickly. I appreciate that. Here's your stethoscope. So we do stethoscopes instead of roses on my pretend show. No, I oh, yeah. I would, man, having health insurance would be great. You know, man, I don't know, like, because it jives a lot in my brain because I am of Norwegian extraction and they have very good health insurance up in Norway. You know, and like it's very weird to be Norwegian in America without health insurance, because whoever you are in America, your immigrant story is like a huge thing with you. You know, you're like, oh, we were Irish and we were treated like shit, but we came to America and we built this country. And when you're Norwegian, you're just like, You stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> you stupid Norwegian ancestor motherfuckers. You couldn't have ridden out the reign of Hakonin the Eighth, just a few more years. <laughs> So I could have had health insurance. I could have been blonde, you motherfuckers. But no, you had to move to Yellow Medicine County, Minnesota and grow farms and have a whole bunch of kids who got addicted to meth. So, all right, all right, yeah. I don't know, you know. I, it's it's very interesting to me. The, like america is a very weird place i uh i'm very interested in the history of america i I run a youtube channel it's called what the fuck is in america you should all go check it out but it's very hard to find because i didn't think it through before i named it but um (laughs) like literally come talk to me after the show i'll just give you a coupon on how to get there it's you can't find it but one of the things i think is very interesting is you know like is who built america and if you really get down to it it was ugly people You know, like sixes and down, we built America, you know, like you look at those pictures of all the people on the steel girders, you know, the guy, the picture, the famous people on the girders eating lunch. They're not hot. That's all sixes and down. You know, no one, no one with cheekbones had to fight at Gettysburg, you know, it was all uggos because if you were hot, you didn't need to leave Europe. All the ugly, bog Irish people were getting shoveled onto the boat, and then all the hot Irish people were like, why don't you just ask people for potatoes? People just give me potatoes all the time, you know? <laughs> all, right, all right, Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close on this one here, and, uh, and I'm going to burn the light a little bit, sorry. Um, I'm single, you know, because I suck, but whatever. I had it coming, you know? And fucking is weird. Fucking is Sex is just what poor people do when there's no wrestling on TV, but... <laughs> You gotta do it every once in a while Just to remember that you can You know, And, and fucking is weird Cause it's Like I don't know You guys got water parks around here? No No Okay shit This joke won't work If you don't If you're not intimately familiar With water parks Alright Well now that some of the momentum's gone Let's get back into it <laughs> I'm bad at flirting. I'm just really bad. Because, like, my problem is my flirting is just being sociable and polite, you know? And, like, for some people, that's their game, you know? Like, I'll be at a bar, and I'll just be talking to the bartender, like, I will have this. And then the bartender like, here you go. And I'll be like, thank you. Here's a tip. And then my friends are like, you're trying to fuck, aren't you? Yeah. That's Andrew's game. Step one, be polite. Step two, all night. (laughs) Step three. New city, new name, start over. It's not necessary. It's just how I do things. <laughs> yeah. That's actually how my parents met. My mom was a waitress, and my dad just didn't spit on the floor. <laughs> All right, I'll end on that. My name has been Andrew Murphy. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you very much. Give it back over to your host Pam Benjamin there. <laughs>
0: Uh, give it up for yourselves for being in this room and listening to live comedy. Yay, you! Say, yay, us! Yay, us! Say, yay, these two young men that have really... This is you guys. I'm so glad you were here. This was a lot of fun. And um, you guys are really mature. No, it was. It was really cool, seriously. And I usually feel weird about fuck swearing in front of children, but not tonight! <laughs> Um, again, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, this has been Pam has come Comedy Clubhouse. We have one more show tonight at 10 o'clock. Um, it's all women. But go outside and meet the comedians and uh, come back in if you want uh, for the next show. But thank you so much for being here. This has been a lot of fun. We have shows going in, until Tuesday. So we've got tomorrow night from 6 to 10 p.m. We have shows on Sunday. We have 5 to 10. On Monday, 5 to 10. Tuesday, 5 to 10. So come back. And thank you so much for being here. Good night. Yay! My God!
1: Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship!
9: or I ain't scurvy shit face mcrat.
1: <laughs> Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink. Have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. Save the darn